Good morning. What takes up about 7% of the land in Loudoun, but like 90% of the debate around the new comprehensive plan? For Friday, November 9th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Hey, remember this phrase, rubber duckies. If at the end of the day you don't remember a single ad you saw today, but you still remember the phrase rubber duckies, well, that's the power of advertising on the Morning Minute. No distractions, no competitors, just your message. Drop us a line at sales at loudonnow.com or visit us at loudonnow.com slash advertise. And remember, rubber duckies. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The Transition Policy Area When the county's current general plan was updated in 2001, it created the Transition Policy Area to serve as, quote, a separation between the suburban and rural policy areas. It's become a defining feature of Loudoun's land use planning. It comprises a bit less than 7% of the county's area, and it is also the main area of contention as the county works on writing its new comprehensive plan. Loudoners got another chance to tell the Planning Commission what they think about that work so far at a public hearing Wednesday, and once again the debate focused heavily on the transition policy area. The Planning Commission's work so far calls for expanding part of the transition area westward and allowing more residential and even light industrial development in the zone. That idea has seen sustained opposition from conservation groups, rural interests, and the leaders of Loudoun's town governments. Former Planning Commissioner Al Van Hyke, who was also a member of the committee that helped write the first draft of the new plan, said the citizens of Loudoun have demanded limited managed growth focused around the future metro stops. The members of the Coalition of Loudoun Towns, representing Loudoun's seven incorporated towns, have also expressed strong concerns. Hillsborough Mayor Roger Vance said the proposed changes to the transition area are an affront to the original intent of the rural policy area and threaten the West. He said growth is inevitable, but growing at the expense of open spaces and the transition area is not. The Coalition of Loudoun Towns this week sent the Planning Commission a letter proposing alternatives for development and infill and redevelopment based on work by the Berkeley Group, a consulting firm for local governments. Planning commissioners also heard protests from groups like the Loudoun Wildlife Conservancy, the Loudoun County Equine Alliance, and the Piedmont Environmental Council. But some residents, and one organization in particular, did seem happy with the latest draft, the Northern Virginia Building Industry Association. Likewise, representatives from the Loudoun County Chamber of Commerce and the Dulles Area Association of Realtors argued allowing more development in the transition area was necessary to help Loudoun tackle its affordable housing problem. Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Tony Howard said the county is quite capable of adding new housing in the transition area while simultaneously protecting the rural west. Commissioners said they heard a lot of ideas at the public hearing and have a lot of work left to do. But some also said if Loudoun doesn't address the demand for more housing by putting some of it in the transition policy area, the county could face even higher housing costs and problems for the economy. They've got an all-day work session on the plan scheduled for Saturday. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, the Loudoun County High School Marching Raiders have won one of the most prestigious titles in the country. They beat 18 other bands to win the Class 4A U.S. Band's National Marching Band Championship.
The competition took place in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where the 95-member Marching Raiders faced bands from Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Virginia, and Connecticut. They got standout marks for Best Music, Best Visuals, and Best Overall Effect. Their score was the highest of all 79 bands that competed in all of the classes of the competition. And now there's a trophy that almost touches the ceiling in band director Darren Young's office. Congratulations, Marching Raiders. The results of this week's Leesburg Town Council election could still be up for a recount. Council member Vanessa Maddox said yesterday she has not ruled out seeking a recount of the results, which saw her just miss out on a council seat. She fell a little more than 80 votes shy of a win, finishing in fourth place behind Vice Mayor Suzanne Fox, according to the unofficial count Tuesday night. Under Virginia law, any election results with a differential of not more than 1% is eligible for a recount. Current numbers show the difference between Fox and Maddox at 0.51%. The vote will be certified today, which starts a 10-day window to file for a recount. Loudoun County would bear the cost of the recount if the margin between the two candidates is half a percent or less, or if after the recount, Maddox is found to be the third place finisher, in other words, on the council. Otherwise, the candidate who requested the recount must pay the cost for conducting the recount. Loudoun County General Registrar Judy Brown said those can cost thousands of dollars. The day after former U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions resigned at the request of President Donald Trump, a group of Loudoners took part in nationwide demonstrations calling for protections for Special Counsel Robert Mueller outside of Congresswoman Barbara Comstock's Sterling office. Sessions had recused himself from an investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 elections led by Mueller that has so far yielded at least 35 indictments, including Trump's former campaign chair, his former national security advisor, 13 Russian nationals, and 12 Russian intelligence officers, among others. All of the Americans indicted so far have been found guilty, pleaded guilty, or struck plea deals. Trump has appointed Sessions' former chief of staff, Matthew Whitaker, as acting attorney general, passing over deputy attorney Rod Rosenstein. Uh, Whitaker, a conservative commentator and former Republican Senate candidate who has publicly criticized the investigation, reportedly has no intention of recusing himself from overseeing that investigation. Some critics have already said Whitaker's appointment is unconstitutional since he was not confirmed by the Senate. As the protest was happening yesterday evening, Republican Supervisor Suzanne Volpe was in the county boardroom asking Loudoun Sheriff Michael Chapman if there's anything law enforcement can do to keep those protesters back from the road. She said she's concerned somebody could get hit or a driver could get afraid and swerve into another lane and cause a car accident. Loudoun County Sheriff's Office Major Mark Poland advised her the law and says people only have to stay out of the road, but said he would look into the specific language of the law. Loudon Hunger Relief recently picked up the season's final crop of produce from the JK Community Farm, the nonprofit farm started this year by JK Moving Services to provide fresh produce to food pantries. And this last harvest caps off a strong first season. This year they donated more than 30,000 pounds of produce and expect to donate more than 24,000 pounds of protein, which I take to mean meat. The donation is valued at nearly $240,000. And as a reminder, tomorrow, Saturday, the Boy Scouts will be coming back around to pick up donations for Scouting for Food. Each November, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, Venture Scouts, and their leaders of the Goose Creek District of the National Capital Area Council take to the neighborhoods of Loudoun County. They leave post-it notes with directions for food needed to replenish the stockrooms in eight local food pantries for people in need. They left the post-it notes on doors last Saturday. This Saturday, they'll be back to pick up bags of non-perishable food. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com.
On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, Old Ox Brewery is releasing the newest IPA in its Hoppy Place collection, Liquidity. It starts at 2.30 p.m., Little Max Barbecue will be serving food, and Sammy Lee goes on to play music at 6.30 p.m. Karen Jonas is playing Vanished Farmwoods Brewery live from 5 to 8 p.m. And join Loudon's farmers, winemakers, and food producers at 6 p.m. for the first Flavors of Fall in Western Loudon. They'll be at the historic Berkby House in Leesburg for a farm-to-table meal by Magnolia's chef Eric Fox Metnin. The details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, get booked to play music at a brewery and play the theme to the Morning Minute to tell your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great weekend and have a great day.